context is that uh, American uh, history high school teacher, Mr. Shulsky, that lesson, a trustworthy press is the immune system of democracy. And now our country really is under attack, uh, mostly uh, via information warfare, threatening uh, our democracy and our electoral system. So I figured I should do what I can to support trustworthy press. And specifically, I want to support news organizations which are doing a good job either analyzing disinformation or fighting back against it, sometimes uh, both. Welcome to Let's Give a Damn, the podcast that inspires and equips you to give more dams than ever before. I'm your friend and your host, Nick LaPara. First of all, what do you think of the intro music? My friend Propaganda is a brilliant artist and he is also a past podcast guest. Episode, I forget, but it is in the first 10 episodes. Anyway, I asked Prop if we could use his Andrew Mandela track for this podcast and he graciously and enthusiastically said yes. So let me know what you think on social media this week. I would love your feedback. Okay, so you all know my guest and his work very, very well, whether you know it or not. Without a doubt, you've used the service he created many years ago. My guest today is Craig Newmark, the founder and creator of, you guessed it, Craigslist. Even though he hasn't been in the daily business of Craigslist for over 15 years, that is how he gained his fame and his wealth. What I love about Craig is how he has used his wealth. He is known everywhere as a very generous individual. He has given away and continues to give away much of his wealth. He will talk more about this in our conversation, but you'll notice a pattern in his giving. He cares deeply about journalism and freedom of the press. Last year, he gave $1 million to ProPublica. This year, he gave $1 million to Mother Jones. Also earlier this year, he gave $20 million to City University of New York Graduate School of Journalism, which has now been named the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at the City University of New York. That's quite the mouthful. Truth is, I could go on and on naming all the things he has given to, but I won't for the sake of time. Craig is soft-spoken and carries himself in an unassuming manner, but you know there is a hell of a lot of passion in him and all that he says and does, and you'll see soon why. So why don't I shut up and let's get right into my conversation with the founder of Craigslist and the philanthropist, Craig Newmark. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to have Craig Newmark here on the line with me. Craig, welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. A lot of people may not know that you are the Craig behind Craigslist, but they now know that now that I've said it. Um, and so we'll get into that here in a minute. But before that, let's talk pre-Craigslist. What are, give us some of your story. I'd love to learn more. I, I don't know that I know much about it. I know post-Craigslist, but what are some of the people, places, and things that shaped you into who you are today? Essentially, like, what's your, what's your story? I've been thinking about that a lot in the last few years. Realized a few things I never had before. The way in which I grew up, family and circumstances. Well, I can tell you about that concisely by the fact that where we lived across the street was a junkyard. And that pretty mm. much illustrates my family fortunes throughout my uh, childhood. We were never poor, but we never really made it to middle class. But my family could send me to Sunday school 
and beyond. And uh, for Mr. and Mrs. Levin, I did learn some basics. Two are really important, like treat people like you want to be treated, and also know when enough is enough. Beyond that, in uh, high school U.S. history, uh, Mr. Shulsky made sure we understood a few things. And among those things is that in America, at least we aspire to be about fairness, opportunity, and respect. And I also learned that a trustworthy press is the immune system of democracy. Everything flows from those observations. That's wonderful. That's a very concise but wonderful, you know, uh, abbreviated version of your upbringing. We'll get into uh, here in a couple minutes, we'll get into the last thing that you just said about a trust for the press. Before we get there, though, again, as I mentioned when I opened up this conversation, you are the founder of Craigslist. What were the circumstances surrounding you? You know, it's it's kind of funny the how Q-tip has become synonymous with cotton swab and Kleenex has become synonymous with a tissue. And Craigslist really has become synonymous with selling things. You know, I find myself at least a couple times a month saying, we should Craigslist that um, or something to that nature. And I hear it all the time, people selling and buying things on Craigslist. And um, so what it's, it's become a very, it, it has been for many, many years now, more than two decades. It's become this, this huge thing where people buy and sell and interact with different people near and far. So what, was the, what were the circumstances surrounding you uh, starting Craigslist? Basically, in uh, 93, I moved to San Francisco. And a lot of people online were helping me out, like on the well or using it news groups. And throughout my first year or so in San Francisco, people would help me identify what's going on, places to live or to eat. And I realized in early 95, it was time for me to give back. And in giving back, I would better connect with people. So uh, that's when I started a simple mailing list just uh, sharing what I heard about events involving arts and technology. And having committed to that and having people asking me for more, I uh, maintained my commitment and it turned into a company and is uh, doing well by doing good. There were some uh, big milestones along the way, like at one point I had to give the thing a name and I was going to call it San Francisco events, but people around me told me that they already called it Craigslist. I had inadvertently created a brand, <laughs> which speaks to your audience. And then they told me what a brand is. Later on, at some point, I realized that I had to make the thing into a company to keep it alive. And bankers and VCs told me I could make huge amounts of money uh, from that. But I remember what I learned from Mr. and Mrs. Levin, no one enough is enough. And that's why, you know, I uh, minimized monetization on the site. That's not altruistic or noble. It just felt right. And that's the gist of the story. I mean, I did turn over uh, management responsibility in 2000 because people helped me understand that as a manager, I kind of suck. <laughs> Well, it's good that you had people around you to tell you that. And it's good that you, I assume, presumably you listened to them. Yeah. 
now and then I'm actually capable of listening. That's a good skill set to uh, take on. Okay, so you gave up management in 2000 of uh, Craigslist. What you're known for, kind of one of the reasons I reached out to you, uh, is because more and more these days, and for the last you know many years, you've been known for your um, giving back. You use the the whether it's financial uh, means or the influence that you have accrued over the years. You use what life has given you and what you've pursued in life to now give back and help others. And you've done that through many, many, a, a wide variety of philanthropic uh, humanitarian, you know, efforts. So let's, let's talk about that for a minute. What has your life looked like over the last, you know, decade or more of giving back once you gave up, you know, day-to-day -day management of Craigslist? How have you been able to get involved in using, again, what, what life has given you and what you've pursued to give back and help? Well, 10, 15 years ago, a lot of people uh, doing nonprofit work would approach me asking about community building and customer service. And I've learned all that uh, the hard way from experience. So I try to share that with them. And of course, nonprofits, ones that are doing good work, pretty much always need uh, cash contributions. So I did what I could increasingly over time. Much more recently, I've come up with a much firmer idea of what are those things that I believe in. And so I developed my own approach to philanthropy, meaning in those areas that I believe in, I find groups who are already doing really good work, and then I help them with the resources that I have. That's a combination of some kind of influence and use of social media to get the word out, and then as necessary, I do make uh, cash contributions. That's wonderful. I love that you have, you know, over the course of time really honed in and, you know, figured out what are the things that you really care about. And you've, it doesn't seem like you're, the way that you give and the way that you serve is very haphazard. It seems very intentional. And for that, I'm, you know, I've spent 15, 20 years in humanitarian social impact work, and I see a lot of haphazard, irresponsible giving and, you know, and not to say that you haven't had your own journey of figuring it out, but it, it, it feels from what you just shared and from what I've researched online and know about you, it seems like you've done a very good job at intentionally, yeah, just try to be very intentional about using your influence and, you know, financial contributions for good, um, which is super encouraging. And even talk specifically about your, you've mentioned it once already, and I, we'll get to it again in a, in a, I have a question about you mentioned support and trust in the press, uh, you know, in the first question I asked. And a lot of your contributions have been uh, toward journalism and things of that nature. In fact, I didn't even know this was going to coincide, but I saw that just this morning, we're recording this on August 27th in the afternoon, just this morning it was announced that you, a $1 million contribution to Mother Jones to continue to support uh, independent journalism, and correct me if this is not part of the intention, but also to fight, you know, fake news and, and the kind of the conversation around that. So I didn't even know that was going to coincide, but that gift was kind of, uh, I guess at least the media is publicizing that like on this very day that we're recording it. So talk about your desire to continue to support journalism um, and what that's kind of looked like. Context is that uh, 
American uh, history high school teacher, Mr. Shulsky, that lesson, a trustworthy press is the immune system of democracy. And now our country really is under attack, uh, mostly uh, via information warfare, threatening uh, our democracy and our electoral system. So I figured I should do what I can to support trustworthy press. And specifically, I want to support news organizations which are doing a good job either analyzing disinformation or fighting back against it, sometimes uh, both. Uh, Mother Jones has a history of pretty solid reporting, backed up by a lot of solid fact-checking, and I like the idea that they have a newsbeat associated with countering disinformation. This actually follows a similar but somewhat smaller contribution I made to Columbia Journalism Review to start a similar beat covering disinformation. That one's led by Matthew Ingram there. The idea is that this year is a, a big one for the country, so it's mission critical that we have the press fighting back against people who would, uh, well, basically lie to the American people in order to uh, fake an election. I'm absolutely thrilled to partner with my friends at Goodwill Co. as they sponsor this podcast. Billions of plastic toothbrushes are bought, used, and thrown out each year only to end up in some landfill. The mission of Goodwill Co. is to create 100% natural, subscription-based, sustainable products, systems, and technologies that raise environmental awareness and empower people to make choices that help protect and preserve the planet today. Their products are 100% biodegradable and 100% compostable. You can buy their toothbrushes, their toothpaste, or their floss as one-time purchases, or you can sign up for their amazing subscription service that we use in our home. Also, you need to check out and pre-order B, that's B-E, the world's first battery-free, electricity-free powered toothbrush. That's right, they created and have patented an amazing technology that requires no batteries or electricity. Pre-order now and you'll get yours once they ship in early January of 2019. Listen up, y'all. I have an exclusive deal for our Let's Give a Damn listeners. Go to thegoodwellcompany.com. That's thegoodwellcompany.com. Use the discount code DAMN in all caps, D-A-M-N in all caps, and you'll get 20% off a one-time purchase or 20% off if you sign up for a subscription. Remember, use the code DAMN, D-A-M-N in all caps when you check out to get this special deal. Through and through, Goodwill Co. is focused on making amazing products and honoring the environment in the process, and I love them for it. Don't miss out on this super deal. Let's give a damn, listeners. Now, back to my conversation with Craig Newmark. This is a very strategic time for making sure that the press is trusted and respected and because there are so you have one side of the aisle, as it were, you know, basically screaming fake news at everything that they don't like that they hear. It's not fake news at all, you know, in a lot of ways, but it's something that they don't like. And then you have actual fake news uh, and, and more and more coming out about that. And so what happens, you, you've kind of explained briefly why supporting and maintaining a free and independent uh, press is important, but what happens in your view, you're, you're a little older and a lot wiser than me. And so in your view, 
what happens if we lose that? What, what happens if we lose that free and independent press? Well, I don't know how much wiser I am, but you can see um, what happens in countries when they do lose a free and, and, uh, free and independent press. Basically, the government that takes over becomes uh, more and more corrupt and less and less capable of doing the job it's supposed to do. Uh, when the press lets uh, a country down, what happens is that the people running the country are basically uh, outright crooks with no apology. I mean, no matter how good a government runs, there's always some problem with corruption, but in a democracy that can be kept to a minimum. When the press starts to fail, the corruption gets much, much worse. Yeah, that makes sense. And we definitely, definitely don't want that to happen in our country. Craig, what is the thing or what are the things that prompt you to be such a generous damn giver? Uh, because not everybody that has money or influence uses it in the way that you do. We could just, you know, take a quick drive down Instagram lane and we could see very quickly that a lot of people are using, not to say that you don't, I don't know your personal life, not to say that you don't buy things and do things with your money and influence, but uh, it seems like you're more generous and intentional with what you have. So what, what's kind of prompting that? Is it one thing? Is it two things? Like what are the main things prompting that? Well, I don't know if I am being all that generous in the way that I look at things. Remember, Mr. and Mrs. Levin in Sunday school, you got to know when enough is enough. Well, the business model of Craigslist is doing well by doing good. Well, the company has done well. I've done well. And after you have a certain amount of money, and you can indulge yourself in maybe some of the things you want, and after you help out your family, you know, what's the point in accumulating more cash? Mm. It's more satisfying giving it away in smart ways that benefits everyone. You can think of that as generous if you want. If you, if you want, you can think of that as altruistic. But I don't think of it that way. I just think of it as doing what feels right. Now, I'm a nerd. I have very odd social affect, so I don't see things the way most people do. But again, the bottom line is it doesn't feel like I'm being generous. It feels like I'm just doing something that feels right. Got it. Got it. The people listening to this podcast, the people that are listening to our conversation right now are by and large people that want to do good in the world. They want to do good in their community, to the people, places, and things around them. But it's so easy for humans to make excuses for the sake of the context of this conversation for not giving a damn. There are so, there are so many things that we could say. I've got too many kids. My job's demanding too much. I have all these, I have school bills. We can come up with so many excuses for not, um, yeah, seeing something wrong and giving a damn about it, which is the premise of the show and of this company. What advice, uh, based on your experience, your story, all the things you've learned, what are two or three uh, pieces of advice, pieces of wisdom that you would give to, um, and, and by nature of you not knowing who's listening, you're giving more general advice to this question. But what general advice or wisdom would you give to people listening that are kind of teeter-tottering on making more excuses or finally, you know, taking that step forward and giving a damn? Well, everyone should recognize that sometimes life is hard. And let's say if you're a single mom 
raising a couple kids, working two or even three jobs. Uh, I really don't want to put any pressure on a person working that hard to do more. Mm. Beyond that, though, a lot of people have some discretionary income or they have some extra time. So, you know, figure out what are those things that you believe in, find groups that are good at supporting those things, and then consider, you know, giving them maybe some cash, maybe volunteering to help out, or maybe just when you see uh, good groups active on social media, do what you can to share their stuff to a bigger audience. Because sometimes uh, just getting the word out on something is really good, is really important. Uh, just within the last hour, I had a conversation with someone about getting the word out about voter registration, you know, and how important it's going to be for people to vote. And so just sharing that kind of information, letting everyone know that voting is more important this year than maybe ever, that's the kind of contribution everyone can do. That's beautiful. I love how you, I'm really grateful that you started out the way you did. You said there are people, there are circumstances in life, there are certain people in different seasons of life that cannot and probably should not give, right? Because they're, they probably may need to be in the, the recipient of other people caring for them and loving them and giving a damn about them, right? And so I love that you kind of took that pressure off of some of the people listening because if you just fell off one side of the horse, I tend to fall off the other side of the horse, which is always trying to push people forward. And I'm trying to, as I grow up, as I mature more, I'm trying to realize that, and I'm doing that by spending time with people. I'm trying to realize, hey, not everybody's in a place, not everybody's in a season to do this. And we've got to, like, I need to realize that and, and, and be able to communicate well, knowing that some people are ready to go. Some people are already giving a damn. And then some people can't and shouldn't because of the season of life they're in. So I, I, I appreciate the, the wisdom that you shared there. What does the uh, future look like for you, Craig? I mean, you've already done you know, so much with what you, you have, but you've got a lot of life and uh, passion and spunk left in you. So what is, if you could kind of dictate the next decade or two of your life, like what do you want to continue doing? What grows? Uh, what does your life continue to become in, in your vision? Obviously, we can't tell what's going to happen five minutes from now or tomorrow. But what, what happens in your life over the next 10, 15 years? It's kind of more of the same. This year is unique given uh, the elections coming up. Yep. But it's going to be uh, pretty much, I think, a lot more of the same. The press needs to get more and more effective. Uh, reporters need to be protected. Um, there's a lot of things going on like that. Uh, when it comes to veterans and their families, we need to work hard to make sure that vets and their families get what they've already earned. Uh, teachers in this country, uh, most of them have to buy school supplies out of their own minimal salaries. I should do something and am doing something to help out with those projects, but I need to do even more. So like I say, it's... Uh, more of the same. I love that. More of the same. That, that, I mean, that's when you know you're in your sweet spot, right? Because you're, yeah, it's just more of the same here on out. I love that. Let's begin to, to wrap this up because I want to respect your time. But you've, you've already shared so much. As we begin to wrap up here, I have a question that uh, has, is part 
not hypothetical, in part hypothetical. I ask different questions for every guest, but this one always ends up uh, being asked to every guest. So someday uh, you're go going to die. Hopefully it's still many, many years off and you have a lot of good work to do before then, but we're all gonna die. And for some odd reason, I've been asked to give your eulogy, Craig. And so there's a, you know, we're, we're all packed in this humongous room, all these people that you've been able to influence, uh, members of the free and independent press that you've been able to help, teachers, veterans, your family, everybody's there to both celebrate and mourn your life and legacy. What do you hope that I would say on that day? Uh, that for a nerd, I got an awful lot done. <laughs> I love that. Here's, here's what I love about you. Um, and, and we've, we've, we are 20 minutes into knowing each other at all, but I love how deliberate you are. Um, I tend to be someone that can talk for forever and don't need any promptings. I love to talk. I love to be with people and talk with people. And, but in all the answers you've given, including in this one that you just gave, very deliberate. And I'm, I'm real excited to, um, see you continue to use that deliberate don't take this wrong when I say the deliberate and quiet passion of yours and continue to do massive amounts of good in the world. So thank you for all that you do, Craig. I, I really mean that. It's been a joy to spend a few minutes with you. Is there anything that you would like for people to go check out to learn more about the work that you're doing other than, I mean, they can go, they can go, uh, you know, Google it, but is there any social media platform you want them to follow you on? Just, this is your time to kind of plug that so that people can get more uh, acquainted with what you're doing. I'd say uh, please start with my site, which is craignewmarkphilanthropies.org. That's craignewmarkphilanthropies.org. And then take a look. I'm Craig Newmark on Facebook and Craig Newmark on Twitter. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining the Let's Give a Damn family here today. We're grateful for your contribution and we're excited to see what you continue to do to serve and love others super, super well. So thanks for joining us. Okay. Take care then. Damn givers everywhere. Thank you so much for tuning into my conversation with Craig Newmark. I hope you feel encouraged and inspired more now than when you started listening to this conversation. Don't forget to head to thegoodwellcompany.com and use the discount code DAMN in all caps at checkout to get 20% off your first purchase. That's thegoodwellcompany.com. Thanks so much, Goodwell Co., for sponsoring this podcast. Show notes for this conversation and 70 others can be found at podcast.letsgiveadam.com. This podcast was edited, as always, by the amazing Chad Snavely. Music for this podcast is by Propaganda. Check out his music on Spotify. Make sure to purchase his newest album, Crooked. It's a favorite of ours. All right, friends, if you're still listening, you've made it to the bitter end, and I love you for it. Same day, same time next week. See you then.